Welcome to the Trail Ahead brought to you by the Fort St. John Co-op. I'm sitting here with this week's guest, my cousin, Travis Obsassin, who works in oil and gas now. But Travis was a youth worker at Blueberry River First Nation. Um, so, Travis, what you up to today? How, how are you? I'm good. You know, another work day. Yeah. Um, so you used to be a youth worker. What made you want to be a youth worker? Um, I'd say a lot of it stems back to my dad taking us and, you know, going to either rodeos, like you've been there, you've mm-hmm. seen it, the rodeo, the rodeo seasons, traveling to hockey games, exploring the world, I, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, and growing up where we grew up, you know, drugs and alcohol take a big effect on that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people couldn't afford it. People couldn't really, the addiction was as bad. Yeah. So I wanted to steer the youth that there is more than just the community. Yeah. You know, there's more out there for uh, to explore than yeah. just you know Blueberry and Fort St. John. Yeah. So I, I think a lot of it stems back to my dad taking me to hockey games, rodeos, um, hockey tournaments. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to do that for the youth, in, like the youth in our in our community, yeah. just to show them that you know, like I said, there's more than just our community and drugs and alcohol yeah explore the world a bit i know you were my coach for quite a few tournaments (laughs) like my first tournament ever playing hockey was in prince george and yeah you took teams uh where did you take teams i took teams to prince george uh williams lake 100 mile here fort st john yeah um and i believe white court our white horse white horse yeah yukon the provincials up there as well. Yeah, and you took all ages, well, multiple age groups. Yeah, uh, ages range from 9 to 13 and 13 to 17. Yeah. Um, I also took other little cousins that, I- even if it wasn't for Blueberry, like if they're on the trackers teams and, you know, parents can afford to take them to their games, like in Peace River or Alberta, like mm-hmm. I, I was the guy that take them. Yeah. Like Nolan, Brent, Jules, Matt. Yeah. At the times when they're all on one team, so yeah, that's hockey all over Alberta, all over BC, into the Yukon a little bit. Other than hockey, what else did you do as a youth worker? Uh, as a youth worker, I would like to, I, I like to keep them out of trouble, right? So I, I it'd either be we go quadding, uh, dirt biking, pedal biking. The gym nights were the biggest, and I think the most success that we ever had yeah, when I, I was a youth the gym coordinator. So much fun. <laughs> So I think it was what was it, the, the schedules were you know five days a week even some days on, sometimes on the weekends, and it would go from you know right when the bus comes back from town from school right to like I wouldn't say sun goes down but damn near like you know dear, like dinner time yeah eight nine o'clock at night uh, so gym nights were a very big success when I was a youth coordinator yeah. um, but also the youth center where I set up. Uh, gaming consoles so kids can come in. We have tournaments, either NHL, Call of Duty, Halo, or Fortnite. Um, or no, not Fortnite, but like Call of Duty, Halo, and uh, NHL were yeah, the big ones. I remember the NHL tournaments were huge. <laughs> yeah. um, I'd also, to come with the job when I was a youth coordinator, uh, I'd try to bring everyone together so everyone say like this month is, is May. Yeah, I would go to the second Thursday or the the second Thursday or the third Thursday of the month, 
and I would take everyone's birthdays and I'd say we're celebrating their birthdays on this day, mm-hmm. put all their names on a cake, you know, I'd either I always bake the piece, I I always bake the cakes yeah. by myself. <laughs> I bake the cakes, I made the like lasagna was easy cuz it was frozen, but the pizzas like it was just easy food to make. Yeah. But I would do that for everyone's birthday and I I'd, I'd make a big post and say Come and celebrate with a movie night, um, and we're going to celebrate these people's birthdays, and I put their name on the list, and yeah, that was their birthday for the month. Yeah, that's really inclusive to like make sure no kid is, no kid's birthday was forgotten. Mm-hmm. Um, that idea came from, uh, I want to say, someone inspired me to make that idea. I think, I, I'm not, I'm not, I can't, I'm, I'm trying to give them their light here, but I just can't, I can't remember who gave me that idea for, yeah. you know, the birthday month. So your inspiration came from someone. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Inspiration to be a youth worker, to be all-inclusive on everybody's birthdays, mm-hmm. to show kids, yep. maybe not the world, but Western Canada for sure, mm-hmm. through hockey, sports, gym uh, nights. The biggest goal was to not leave anyone out. Yeah. So I know some kids in the community couldn't afford a birthday. They couldn't afford, you know, like a party or either their parents just forgot or, you know, it was it, it was always coming down to... Letting them know, like, you know, they're special. Mm-hmm. Or letting them know that they're included in, in some sort of way. Mm-hmm. And they're not forgotten. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they, they matter. Yeah. And it's hard to, uh, it's hard to teach that. Hey, you kind of just have to show up. Yeah. We'll be right back with Travis Obsassin. This is The Trail Ahead, brought to you by the 14 John Co-op. Welcome back to The Trail Ahead, brought to you by the 14 John Co-op. I'm sitting here with Travis Obsassin, who we just learned was a youth worker in his start and how the position was. Um, in his position of being a youth worker, I was one of those youth at times. Um, and he talked a little bit about hockey, and that's one of my best memories of well being a player as Travis being the coach of the team was uh, us going to a rural, not a hockey tournament, it was just kind of a weekend hockey game. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, at the time, Travis really wanted us to get there. So in getting us there, we had the truck overflowing with kids. <laughs> the box of the truck. It was not a small truck. It was like an F-250 or F-350. F-350, An yeah. F-350 that was absolutely <laughs> overflowing with hockey gear out of the box. And then I don't remember us having... We must have did a good job because I don't remember us having to stop to pick up bags off the road. But that was one of my best memories of being a youth. But, uh, Travis, what was one of your best memories as being a youth worker? And um, I, think, uh, I think sports days, usually, because you can see the passion in the kids' eyes. Like, you've seen how Matt plays. You've seen how Nolan plays when they, mm-hmm. they're, in, they're in it. Like, yeah. you know, they're in the flow. Um, it have to be competitive sports because you can see how much they want to win. You can see how much they want to try. Yeah. And a lot of times... Um, kids that couldn't really play they believed in themselves yeah so that was really cool to see like they didn't give up they they kept at it and uh they gave it their best and that's all you can ask for in a person right is their best yeah so i think for me it is when um we were competitive and their drive and their passion yeah. really motivated me to be a better person in yeah. some sort of way yeah, like seeing the passion in the kids yeah made you more absolutely it did um I think their drive to just want to be better and wanting to learn. Learning was a big aspect where we we fail our youth, I, I would say, yeah. you know, because they don't want to pay attention. They want the easy way out. But ones that did want to learn, 
you know what i mean mm-hmm. um the ones that were just motivated i think that was my favorite was when when competitiveness came in mm-hmm. either be gym nights game nights or simply just um i don't know it was just whenever competitive came to the table and kids like their eyes lit up it was it was passion it was awesome mm-hmm. it was wicked to see um, what did you do to like help encourage that passion and um, competitiveness to come out of the kids? I the the gym nights and youth nights. I I would talk to them like some of them that were having trouble. I'd obviously talk to them one on one, you know. And we would a lot of times I would preach to them like if I was going through something, yeah. I go to hockey. If I was going through something, I go for a drive, and they couldn't drive, so they had to do something, right? Um, like helping them find outlets. Yeah. yeah. So outlets was a big one, and that's why gym. Like you, you stayed at my house on you mm-hmm. know, and, and the phone would ring. When's gym time? When's gym time? Oh, it was when's, blowing up. When's youth? When's youth night? You know. So, I think gym was a big outlet, and I was. That's why I think that was one of the biggest reasons why I kept mm-hmm. opening the gym, even when I didn't want to. Um, but. I think gym was just a huge out. It's like today when people go to the gym, like to work out. Yeah. So opening gym for floor hockey, volleyball night, whatever for Actually, an yeah, outlet. Yeah, because we had like like hockey nights at the gym were huge. Like everybody was there. There was always two yeah. full teams. Um, but then that kind of leached into yeah. You mentioned volleyball. That kind of leached into volleyball too. But then the volleyball got the adults involved too. Yeah, we well, it, it wasn't. It was the youth did come on volleyball yeah. night, but the volleyball night I tried to make for adults only you know for the middle and elders to come and play as well yeah and that was fun too because the kids joined in and you know it was just it was a good time yeah. it was everyone everyone was family so it was always competitive yeah <laughs> yeah i remember they were huge it was like the doig versus blueberry volleyball game yeah they, they were intense and lasted forever yeah i got another question for you drawing the passion out of the kids and like showing them competitiveness yeah. and giving them outlets um Obviously, that doesn't stop when you stop being a youth. That no. transitions into, like, uh, like their adult lives and how they conduct themselves now. How do you think um, your involvement then and, like, sh- like, the opportunities shown to them, like, how important are opportunities like going to tournaments, like um, going to hockey, going to youth night, having that community sense? How do you think that translates into adult life? Um... I would say to some, um, it did change your perspective on life. Yeah. It did change. I wouldn't say to everyone, obviously, because, you know, it. some of them were young when I were, did stop being youth coordinator. So they, you know, they aimed towards an outlet, which was uh, an abusive substance. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say I changed. I wouldn't say everyone's life or, you know, tried to make them look at life in a different perspective other than going to addiction mm-hmm. um i don't know even if i did to just change you know one or two mm-hmm. which i can see now today like some kids are actually not in that ne- negative mindset yeah well a lot of the kids that you coached like just went to fsi and like the alberta provincial native hockey tournament yeah and did pretty damn good yeah um but yeah, um, I guess this is more of a personal question. As a youth that was one of the youth that you worked with, <laughs> like, and I'm just transitioning like into early adult life, and like dealing with like I don't know negative mindsets or mm-hmm. maybe addiction. 
um, what's like an outlet as an adult to stay away from those things and kind of live like a better life now? Um, for me, well, I had my outlet before. Uh, before 2018, my outlets were baseball. It was sports. Yeah. It didn't change much from when I was a youth coordinator. My outlet was sports. Uh, so either summertime would be baseball and golf, yeah. hockey in the winter. Uh, but then I had surgery in 2018. So when I had that, uh, I met with the doctor two days before. Yeah. And he l- literally just looked at me and said, you got to change your lifestyle. And I said, what do you mean? Because t- I gave him the idea of what my life was. Mm-hmm. So he said, after this surgery, your life's going to slow down. Mm-hmm. And depression's going to hit. Okay. So you're going to need another, you know, you're, you're, you're going to need something to keep your mind busy. Because he's seen, like, all I did was work golf baseball work golf baseball yeah in the summer and wintertime was hockey so <clears throat> i i didn't choose to you know feel sorry for myself or whatnot i was i had the idea of someone coming to me and like offered like a puppy yeah. at the time and i'm like and it's joey yeah it's joey it's joey <laughs> and uh at the time i was like man i'm just i'm just recovering but I, I, I can honestly say if I didn't have that puppy to keep me busy or if I didn't have, you know, roommates to show me a gaming console like Fortnite or whatnot, like yeah. that was another outlet. Physiotherapy, like it, it was a, some sort of gym. Yeah. That was my outlet. But uh, as an adult, the outlets are still pretty much the same. Yeah. Uh, if, you don't, if you're dealing with something, like I go to the gym or you, you see me go for a walk yeah. or drive or go on the game, um, yeah. but uh, it hasn't changed much. I like I still go to the gym for an outlet if I'm feeling stress, anxiety, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I never turn to a, an addictive, addictive substance. Yeah. Um, I can't say that for everyone, but um, yeah, I, I, as a yeah, it didn't change much. It's still pretty much like finding a disc- Distract, keeping your mind busy is what I would so work you, keeping your mind busy is I think the best way to put it yeah that's what worked for you yeah, yeah. and it still does work for me yeah. um, but obviously now I'll be a lot busy because I'm going to have a kid this yeah. month yeah. <laughs> so I think that's going to be a little more uh, that's a good distraction I'm not going to say it's a bad distraction that's a good distraction yeah. so uh, I think for anyone just to if they're dealing with anything Find a healthy outlet. Go for a bike ride. Go for a walk. Go for, go go hunting. Go yeah. to the bush. My dad used to say, the best medicine is in the bush. Yeah. And literally and figuratively. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, when I was work, like when I did these past projects in Oregon, I stopped at the cabin just to sit in silence, because mm-hmm. there the the phone doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So it's just nothing but you and nature. Yeah. So. I just walked into a cold cabin and just sat there for, I think, 45 minutes to an hour mm-hmm. just to embrace everything. It's and like uh, grounding, eh? Yeah, it's very much grounding. And walking through, walking through trees and willows, letting the negative energy rub off, um, that's, that's, that's medicine. That's, that's what I was taught, you know. Yeah, that is good medicine. It I is. Know there's, like, every family has, like... Um, they're called trap lines now, but every family has like an area for their own, like. Yeah. Um, and your dad has his cabin up there. Well, um, we do too. Yeah. 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 And then uh, there's a lot of other places around, like, well, as we're both B 
beaver people. Yeah. Um, there's like places, well, your family's cabin is north. Uh, I know there's a tribal park like northeast of here, I guess, actually. Mm-hmm. Most of our stuff's north of Fort St. John. Yeah. Um, and obviously there's like places like that for every, well, like specifically like even like protected spiritual places. Like yeah. The Twin Sisters for people from Moberly and stuff. And we'll be right back with more Travis and your Beaver Word of the Week. This is The Trail Ahead brought to you by Fortune John Co-op. Welcome back to The Trail Ahead brought to you by the Fortune John Co-op. I'm still sitting here with Travis. We are about to do your Beaver Word of the Week and we have decided on a simple word that both of us have heard um, growing up and it's kind of a comforting word when you hear from somebody older and Travis, what is that word? Aska. Aska. Aska just means young boy, young man. Young bro. man, young boy, young fella, yeah, yeah. nephew. Yeah. Um, nephew, my son. Yeah. I know we say that to each other even though we're cousins. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, Aska. So Aska, it's Aska. Uh, it's, it's comforting. It's, yeah. I, I grew up listening to it from... Uh, elders and like uh, elders or my aunties and my uncles yeah. and uh, me and my cousin Troy actually every time we see each other that's how we we say hi to each other we go hello Aska or Aska what are you doing yeah. it's just it's just a comforting word and it it's been a lifelong it's been a lifelong word that's been with us yeah so yeah. next time you see one of your bros see your nephew see your homie walk up <laughs> to them uh, grab their ear if you want to and say Aska how are you doing today <laughs> Aska is your beaver word of the week. Thank you. This is The Trailhead, brought to you by the Fortune John Co-op. Welcome back to The Trailhead, brought to you by the Fortune John Co-op. I'm sitting here with Travis Obsassen, and um, I've got a few follow-up questions to follow our previous conversations. Um, So, the youth worker job that you did no longer exists. Um, Would you like to see it come back? And to what capacity? I think it does still exist. Uh, I think just under a different title, yeah. and um, and in the grassroots grassroots form, like the way you um, not deal with your nephews, but the way you yeah. conduct relationships with your nephews and other younger kids. Yeah, I think I would like to see it come back, but a lot of people there's not that much youth out there anymore. Yeah, so I would go the cultural route. I'd yeah. take them to a cabin, take them to the bush, show them what this route does when you're sick show them what this does when you're you know what i mean like the traditional sense i I do more that yeah yeah or like round dances i know some round dances are huge yeah. round dances there's, are big and one last week in horse lake there's powwows coming up mm-hmm. um, culture days is a huge one too yeah. um teaching them life life skills yeah. hunting skinning that's the way i would go i wouldn't open the gym I would show them more life skills than anything for nowadays. Yeah. Because it's getting to be tough times, you know. And with that, um, like teaching life skills stuff, how can other people start working with youth and maybe do those things that you suggested? The biggest thing about working with youth is you have to be passionate about it. You Mm -hmm. cannot go in it for the money. You cannot go in it for easy work or easy job, as some people say. Mm -hmm. You have to be passionate about it. Um, you can get involved with just sh- simply I got involved with sharing my ideas with the band manager. Yeah. And then he's the one and his name's Dave. Uh he's be our band manager. He's the one that kind of was like, "Hey, maybe we can have a youth coordinator job or maybe we can open uh, a department up for you." Yeah. 
So he's the one that kind of, and he took notes. He took weekly notes. He took my, my weekly notes of what I did, yeah. what I want, what I want to see. And it all started from just suggesting ideas. Yeah. And uh, it, it starts from little conversations that can turn into big ideas that can turn into yeah. a job opportunity. Yeah. And that's how I got involved. Mm-hmm. So I think just giving your ideas to either the, the, the community, the leaders, or just anything, just giving your ideas to to the, the higher ups I would say yeah um, yeah just it, you have to be passionate about yeah. it you can't just go into this thinking it's easy yeah. it's not easy yeah. and um, in our last break we were kind of we, I want to go off that drop in ideas um, in our last break we were discussing something that you wanted to do that you didn't get to do while you were in that position and if you want to drop that idea to maybe create those discussions to make it happen what uh, was the idea that you so the idea I had when I was a youth coordinator I wanted to take 10 kids from my community to Nicaragua. Um, reason being is because kids were complaining about um, life's hard, like over here. And I wanted to show them, you know, a third world country, a third world taste, like real work environment. I wanted to show them like over here, like we got it good. Mm-hmm. And we have opportunities. And we have opportunities over here. So uh, I, wanted to raise, I wanted to take 10 kids to go help build a school in Nicaragua. And um, I was going to give them 10 to $15 to go to the dollar store to get tennis balls, pencils, bottle of water to bring as gifts. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, um, I was told to take a break from the youth coordinator job. Um, so I went to the oil field for three months. They told me three months to come back. Mm-hmm. So I went to the oil field for three months. When I came back, the money was gone. The idea was stripped. And uh, I kind of kicked, like I told you, I, I kind of kicked myself uh, because even we, we raised about 10 grand, I would have took two kids, yeah. just, just, just me and the two kids to show them yeah. at least there's proof. And, you know, like it's just, yeah. you know, I regret that not taking, not taking that chance. Yeah. Well, that is a really great idea. And I think it still could happen. I think it's doable. It, it is someone doable, just has so. to, you know, step up. So hopefully that does happen one day, but I'd like mm-hmm. to thank you for joining me today. Um, having this amazing conversation with you. Absolutely. Um, this has been another episode of The Trail Ahead. I'm Trail Echo. This is my guest, Travis Obsassin. This program has been brought to you by the Fortune John Co-op. I'm glad you came. <laughs>